so yeah, um, I think this is catching law by surprise. Uh, Christiana, you are a quilter. I am. I've got your your Instagram handle there. Oh yeah. Is yeah. it at Quiltiana? I mean, oh, close. Shit, no, but, yeah, <laughs> but now it is. Crap! I got to use my handle. But I don't make grandma shit. Okay, like it's colorful and modern. <laughs> this has chickens. <laughs> That's the least grandma thing I've ever seen. Quilted chickens. <laughs> yeah, but they're domestic urban chickens. Oh yeah, it's very hip. Yeah. These are very hip chickens. Those are Midtown chickens, bitches. <laughs> Midtown chickens. You can put those on a leash and take them to the dog park. <laughs> Roughly twenty-four to ninety-two hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to Stab. We've been waiting for you. Let's meet tonight's panel. Our first panelist can tie a cherry stem into a knot using nothing more than both hands and the patience of a friendly spotter. He's the host, the co-host of the Six O'Clock Dad Rock Talk. It's Corey Berenger. Hey! Our second panelist owns seven pairs of sweatpants, but doesn't like to brag. She's an improviser extraordinaire and member of imaginary people. It's Christiana! Oh, hey! And our third panelists, Bark and Bite, have been proven scientifically to be equally bad to the seventh decimal place. He's a writer, performer, and director of the, of the Friday show. It's Jack Brown. That exists. The show still exists. We're doing it all the time. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Do not place me over your head as I do present a choking hazard. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Before we get to hearing them read their things, let's get to know our panelists some more and know why we should care about the things they're about to read. Corey, welcome. Yes. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thrilled always, to be here. Always, always happy to have you, especially yeah. after I just got on some sort of new government list after uh, the last episode of uh, <laughs> yes. Dad Rock that just preceded us. Hella communist. <laughs> we got a hella communist on that one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this last episode of Dad Rock, it was about, uh, folk singers, uh, and their FBI files and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. how about, uh, for those that haven't already checked out, uh, Six O'Clock Dad Rock Talk, which, shame, but, uh, for yeah. those, for those that haven't, uh, what's the show about? Uh, well, basically me and my co-host Court, uh, we, uh, we just basically gush about various Dad Rock, uh, personalities and, and and artists kind of in that the sort of dad rock universe which is a pretty broad concept some people think of it as just your your kind of steely dance your your eagle stuff like that but uh yeah basically we just dig into stuff that kind of has a a stale connotation or kind of a goofy dad vibe um and then we kind of you know figure out what makes it tick and just have fun conversations about it and then sometimes we have a guest come on to talk about a specific band or artist and uh, it's a lot of fun yeah and usually the guests have helped you expand the show uh into yeah. the into the subgenre of mm -hmm. of uncle rock 
Yes, uh, quite a few have, have have delved into that stuff. Stuff like Iron Maiden and, and that that kind of thing. Yeah. Black Sabbath, yeah. very much Uncle Rock music. <laughs> it's the cool uncle who uh, yes. who sneaks you a sip out of the Keystone can when your dad's yeah. not looking. <laughs> exactly. He's got so many problems, this uncle. Uh, but you know, he's just around. <laughs> he's he's still got a raised scar. From the, inf- the the infection from that uh, that hot needle um, uh, tattoo he tried to give himself. That's, I've got I've got so much lore. He saw Floyd when they tore it in the eighties. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been there for the really cool stuff, but he was seeing stuff in the eighties. Yeah, and that Trans Am is gonna get restored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, once he gets the disability check, that's when things are really gonna start rolling. Yeah. And. Uh... <laughs> He's, he's going to be really cagey. Make sure he's not. They don't see him working outside. He's going to work on it in the garage because they monitor that shit. So you got. <laughs> God damn it, Dad Rock Uncle, I love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is good. Can we just do talking Uncle? I can listen to this. Sorry, sorry, Court, you're out. <laughs> talking uncles. Six o'clock, Uncle Talk. No rock necessary. No. Nope. We're just gonna, we're just gonna world build around yeah, just the general concept. Hypothetical uncles, yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, over to the, uh, well, the uh, over. Uh, I was gonna say the improviser. Jack improvises too. But uh, the over to our good friend Christiana, who we haven't seen in too long. Welcome back, Christiana. Hey. No, you haven't seen me in a while, and I if I stop to quantify how long, like I'm actually, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the last six months. Yeah. Or more. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, I think I've just been here, like literally just in this seat working Yeah. and looking at Zooms, you're, making yeah. quilts with Midtown Chicken. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to me like outside of the Midtown Chickens. I haven't been doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, it I, it feels common. Like the, I'm waiting for maybe the weather to change so that any the view outside my window is different. It's sure. just like, it's I guess it's less smoky, so that's good. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, I haven't been doing anything at all except sitting here looking at a computer. Well, it's probably not healthy. <laughs> But I'm super happy to be back with all of you, Bingo. We're happy to Thanks have you. Thanks for calling me an improviser. Maybe I'll be doing some of that tonight. You won't oh, know. Oh. You can't see my desktop. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, you're you're out there doing, import, like, actual important stuff. And you're, you're how was, uh, um, how was, in, unless this is a, a terrible, terrible subject, um, how was mm-hmm. uh, a remote schooling and that sort of Remote stuff schooling is, it is, I do, I, ha, I do have a child and she's mm. doing the distance learning thing. And it's not like, she's, she's an awesome little nerd. So like for the most part, it's fine. Okay. She's happy to be like on Zoom school. So it's going okay. She misses her friends. But like for the yeah. most part, we're, we're all right. All right. It would be like cooler if she could be back in the classroom. Well, sure. It would be cooler if, uh, if, uh, and Although this, I don't mind not being in an office. Like, this isn't terrible. Sure. <laughs> I got my snacks. <laughs> I haven't worn restrictive or, like, constrictive pants in seven months. Yeah. 
four shoes almost like ever. It's it's gonna be rough when I leave the house because I only like have to like from here up have to. You don't know what's going on down here. <laughs> Nothing formal. Is this the bathrobe? You won't know. Again. I hadn't thought about the pains of reacclimation awaiting so many people. Yeah. But that's real. That, that will be a factor, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That long I, road I, back. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't wondered a lot about what was going on with Christiana, but now I do. She's like, what's on her desktop? Now I want to know what's going on down there. And now I want to know. There's a real element of mystery to this that I really like. <laughs> yeah, I keep them guessing. I did that. Uh, the only other thing I did that was semi-exciting was that I managed to MC like an hour and 45-minute live streamed fundraiser last weekend without crashing the stream or accidentally like logging myself off that was very exciting well done and it proved that that the 13 years of improv experience (laughs) actually was good for yeah it was it was good for at least one hour of your life or an hour and 15 that's generous (laughs) that's generous generous. 45 minutes maybe there were a lot of pre-recorded videos oh okay The best thing is to avoid actually doing it. Well, I can't wait to have that feeling that this this has been worth it in any way. I'm still <laughs> yeah. waiting. <laughs> well, yeah. And today, uh, it's the fifteenth. That's that's exactly uh, seven months for us that we've been uh, oh. we've been closed to the public. So <laughs> these three weeks have gone by so fast. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Christiana. So so good to have you. Uh, Jack Brown. Hey there, buddy. Hey. <laughs> How's things? Oh, man. Couldn't be better. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about the last six months. <laughs> it's been good for me. No problem. Well, uh, you do keep dropping new videos on the YouTubers. We love it. Yeah, we love putting those videos out there. The team and I that work on them. <laughs> uh, seeing uh, lots of engagement. <laughs> Definitely going well. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just I, I saw uh, the new one today, and um, those numbers to me are astronomical. So <laughs> I would kill for <laughs> triple-digit views and double-digit likes. So well, you know how about where, you just you know calm where those down? Came from this time around was the Home Depot subreddit. That's real, I'm being yeah, honest. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's they they they've latched onto it. The Home Depot. Not the main Home Depot subreddit, but the one where Home Depot employees hang out. I'm uh, not kidding. This sounds like a bit, but the <laughs> Home Depot employee subreddit has enjoyed the video. A lot more so than the comedy community, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's what I love about hyper-specificity. Like, it, it, it finds its, its own audience. You know, like, it, it finds the people who it belongs to. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And that sort of... Uh... That sort of rings true with you and uh, Jack and Corey. Your your weird love of uh, oh, yeah. of Jack's reference here. The uh, well, not even no, both of you guys with uh, Heathcliff and and Big Dog. You guys are just I, yeah. I got to push back there. Those are pretty universal. <laughs> Everyone loves Big Dogs and Heathcliff. <laughs> yeah, that's as American as apple pie. It's just. <laughs> I've been it would not surprise me if tonight Biden was like, we need to get back to Heathcliff. Come on. <laughs> Big platform shift. Heathcliff, Heathcliff and Big Dog. We're going to take this country back. <laughs> we need to get off the porch and get to the voting polls. <laughs> get, 
follow follow the the garbage can gorilla to the I don't know I I garbage garbage Jesse God garbage. damn it Jesse I've tried I've tried <laughs> if you're gonna come at the king you better come correct <laughs> I'm just glancing at him I'm not even that I I don't know <laughs> oh it's it's you can't commit to reading the whole thing it's one sentence underneath no. the picture no I'm saying I'm it's glancing at the king I, I I've not been able to absorb Heathcliff properly and I've I've tried. <laughs> I, I questioned, is this a bit that everybody's in on? Is this somehow something that people enjoy and I'm just I'm losing my mind? I've come at it from all sorts of angles, and I still don't get the, the new Heathcliff obsession. So that's, that's the right angle to be at. You're losing your mind. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's what oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's not wrong. All right, let's get into another kind of madness. Hey, it's a stab show. Let's start with segment one, because otherwise things get confusing. It's reorganization. Please take the following acronym. Yeah, it's uh, 8.22, and we're starting the show. What of it? (laughs) (laughs) I rambled, so what? (laughs) This is how we like it. This is what those threes of fans uh, download these episodes for every week and a half, two and a half. I don't know, whenever it comes out. Segment one, reorganization. Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? There's a lot of things I feel like I'm capable of. There's a lot of things that I think I could figure out and make work. But the idea of having to constantly deal with and handle the complaints and issues of the general public sounds to me like a weapons-grade nightmare. But every day, brave customer care consultants stare into the gaping maw of the general public every day on purpose. And somehow go back to work again the next day. I could not be a CCC. So how about you come up with uh, what else CCC could stand for or represent? Jack Brown. Or no, wait. Uh, Corey Berenger. Sorry, I got all confused. Corey Berenger, <laughs> give us your CCC. Okay, so this is a training video that I found called so you want to be a bur- you sorry <laughs> that would have been funny too i should have written that prompt no so this is uh so you want to build a bird ah congratulations you just learned how to create life and now you want to make one that flies and squawks we know you're just itching to get right in there and play god but slow down bruce almighty before you fly you got to learn how to walk and before you walk you got to learn how to excrete many things with one handy orifice that's right we're talking about the golden rule of bird manufacturing, cloaca, cloaca, cloaca. <laughs> there are many rule, other rules that you're going to need to learn. But for now, let's just focus on that one that's all about the best little stinky button you ever did see. This thing is so nasty, you're going to lose your mind when you see it in action. You're going to say, stop. No. Let's make another hole and do this thing right. But we promise. Once you see the bill and understand just how much you're saving by consolidating all that bird business through one convenient shoot, you're going to be on Team Cloaca all the wake God damn it. Uh, <laughs> all the wake You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> if you could write a better ending, please I'm, have done that. Because I, I, I was stuck. And that's what I went with. <laughs> that's usually where the best inspiration comes from. <laughs> I hate this. Let's finish this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cloaca. 
Uh, Corey Berenger, CCC, Cloaca, Cloaca, Cloaca. I just see it just in a banner and a sales ad. <laughs> cloacas, cloacas, cloacas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All the Waka. Uh, <laughs> Christiana, uh, let's hear your CCC. I remembered to unmute myself. You did it. I'm Nailed it. <laughs> so, does this ever happen to you? You have everything ready. It's 6.55. You hear the car pull up outside. You hear your friends tumble out, excitedly walking up the step. And then the ding-dong of the doorbell. And you look over at the table and you think, wait, is that meat still good? Friend... You might be engaging in what the DSM-6 calls cold-cut catastrophizing, the inability to enjoy any home hospitality for fear of rancid lunch meats. It's not often diagnosed correctly. Sometimes it's confused for cheese fear syndrome. But really, cold-cut catastrophizing has ruined more dinner parties than perhaps anything else, including running out of wine. If you have a concern with cold cut catastrophizing, you need to call a doctor today. There are medications that can help. The wine I just spoke about can also help. But don't forego another successful night with your friends because of your fear that the pastrami may be bad. Cold cut catastrophizing, can't say it, damn it, I was trying to make the whole thing about messing it up. <laughs> cold cut catastrophizing doesn't have to be something that you suffer in silence. Speak out, find friends, join a charcuterie anonymous group today and overcome your fear of cold cuts and stop catastrophizing your way through life. <laughs> Christiana, um, that's uh, uh, Christiana CCC. Um, that, the, the idea of uh, cheese fears uh, chilled me to the bone. Uh, <laughs> I can think of nothing worse than getting the cheese fears. <sighs> I love cheese too much to have it out of my life. That would be terrible. Um, cheese and meat fears is even worse. Well, I you mean, can I can enjoy I, a hoagie. You I wouldn't wa be able to walk past a subway again. <laughs> I mean, you you hold my feet to the flame. I could I could lose meat. I don't know that I could lose <laughs> cheese. So true. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Christiana. Okay. It's a whole new show. Nothing questionable anymore. It's all fun. Okay. <laughs> Jack Brown, prove me wrong with your okay. CCC. <laughs> hey, if you're editing, you might want to just get ready to snip snip on this one. Um, I haven't been on in a while. I forgot how long these are supposed to be, and it feels like after hearing those two that I went too long with this one. But here we go. This doesn't count. Okay, we're starting now. <laughs> all right. You're at home working on your adult coloring book. As you finish filling in the colors, you take a second to reflect on your life. You have a wife that loves you. You're a valued member of your team at the Joanne Fabric Store because you sew the neatest. You're in good standing with the library. You have a positive relationship with your neighbors. You already got the mail, so your chores are done for the day. Take a moment to breathe easy and relax. Sure, your life isn't perfect. You could stand to make more money, and your brother-in-law is a bit stupid, but overall, your life is pretty good. This is, what, this is what they must mean when they say to stop and smell the roses. As you look around the room, basking in the sense of accomplishment, you notice outside the window that your mailbox signal flag is raised. That's funny, you think, as you already got the mail. Maybe you forgot to put it down. You walk outside and open the mailbox. 
Inside is a letter with your full name on it, no return address and no postage. You open the letter. In a crimson substance that isn't ink, it reads in all capital letters, C, C, C. You give your head a shake and look at the letter again. Unmistakably, it reads CCC. What could this mean? Who would send this to you? How did it get here without proper postage? As you contemplate these questions, a kid rides by on his scooter staring at you. He smiles directly at you in an off-putting manner, the kind of smile where you can see all of his teeth at once. You've never seen him before because you remember that smile. Before he can say anything, he's already gone. You're left with a letter. You go inside. You see your wife smiling. Should you tell her about the letter? No, look how happy she is. You stuff the letter in your pocket and vow to tell her tomorrow when the time is right. You don't want to ruin her chili and mass singer night, which is her favorite <laughs> night of the week. She always says that the chili pairs well with the show because they're both so hot and also chill, and you laugh, even though you don't really get it. You sit down on the couch with, with her, and slowly the letter fades from your memory. You fall asleep on the couch. Your wife wakes you and says she's heading to bed. You ask who the mass singer was. She says that this week it was Hugh Lowry. From house, you ask? Yes, she replies. Her favorite part is when they take the mask off. You smile and say you'll meet her in the bedroom. As you slowly get up, you feel the letter in your pocket. You look at it again. You're no more paranoid than anyone else, but your mind starts racing. What could CCC be? Covert communist China? Careerist cardinal co-op? Ah, well, you think. Who cares? You get up to go to bed. As you get up, you see that your mailbox signal flag is raised again. You know that you put it down the last time you were out there. You tell your wife that you're taking out the trash and head out to the mailbox. Again, there's just one letter inside with CCC scrawled on it in a crimson substance. Is it dried blood? What is happening? And why is it happening to you? You head inside so your wife doesn't get suspicious. You go to bed. She sleeps beside you while you lie awake staring at the ceiling. Ceiling starts with C. Could that be involved? You resolve to go to the library first thing in the morning before work to try and get some answers. Morning comes after a night of no sleep. You head to the library. You're in good standing there, or so you thought before you... <laughs> Before you ask the librarian where you can find the C section, you never learn the Dewey Decimal System. When you ask about the C's, the librarian tells you to leave because you are banned from the library. When you protest, she starts shouting that you are looking at porno on the library computers. You try and deny it, but sound carries in a quiet library. Everyone is staring at you, thinking you're some porno library guy. You're not a porno library guy. If you wanted to watch porno, you would do it at home. But you leave anyways and head home because arguing just makes it look worse. When you get home, the mail signal flag is up. You check it. CCC. Again. You change inside and head to work at Joanne Fabric. When you get there, your <laughs> boss asks if you're feeling all right. He mentions that you look tired and sick, like there's something weighing on your mind. Should you tell him? He's a good boss. He treats you right. And you're a respected member of the team because of your sewing ability. You tell him it's probably nothing. But, he is, but has he ever heard of something called CCC? Your boss's face shifts. He starts yelling that you're fired on account of you used the fabric to make hentai. You try and protest. You never made hentai, and you don't think that's how hentai works. But you realize that, like the library, sound carries here. And if you give a good definition of hentai, then everyone will probably think you're really into hentai. You walk out in shame. You get to your car. You don't like your brother-in-law because he's stupid, but you don't know who else to turn to, so you call him. He answers his phone stupidly. You ask him what he knows about CCC, and he says, calipers? All stupidly, so you hang up. You drive to the police department. Before you even reach the door, they shout through a megaphone that you're banned because you went through the slide at the park naked and you liked it. Again, this is untrue and quite loud. You drive home. What is happening? You used to be a valued member of your team at Joanne Fabric Store. You used to be in good standing with the library. You used to have a positive relationship with your neighbors. That's all gone. At least you still have a wife that loves you. 
You drive home. You're greeted by your mailbox. The signal flag is up again. You check it. In the same crimson sludge as before, it says cinnamon cereal cabal. Your mind races as it all falls into place. You think back to the library where they were celebrating ad campaigns of the past. They had a giant display for the Apple Jacks commercial where cinnamon was winnamon. Your boss at Joanne Fabric was putting cinnamon on his breakfast when you talked to him. When you called your brother-in-law, who is also the mayor, he mentioned, stupidly, that he was making butternut squash with cinnamon. When you went to the police station, you could see the police chief through the window and all four Zambonying cinnamon off the ground. The notes saying CCC have literally been written in cinnamon. It's everywhere. They've all been working against you. You knew that your stupid mayor brother-in-law wanted to turn this into a serial town, but a cabal running cinnamon? You stand, motion, you stand motionless for what feels like hours, unsure of what to do. You have to tell your wife. You head inside. Before you can say anything, she looks at you with a knowing glance and kisses you on the lips. Her lipstick tastes different from usual. You recognize it. Cinnamon. She whispers in your ear. My favorite part of The Masked Singer is when they take the mask off. Join us <laughs> as the sewing arm of the cabal. You sprint away out of your house into the woods. You run through the woods, flailing and tripping and running until your legs can't carry you any further. You stop. You rest. You're rustling of leaves, and you see the smiling child again. So you finally found me, he says. Took you long enough. It was you, you ask? You left the notes? Why? Why me? I need you, he says. You're the only one who can sew neatly in this town. If they got you, then they'd have everything they need. We're the only ones who know what's going on. Well, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, you say. I'll explain it all in due time, but basically we're the resistance and what they're doing is bad, he says. Okay, I get that, but why'd you smile so weird at me, you say? That's just how I smile, he says. Oh, you say, sorry. It's okay, he says. Anyways, this town is on some dune shit for real. The spice must flow, you know what I mean? You don't know what he means, but you pretend like you do. What do we do now, you say? We fight, he says. He brandishes a katana. You smile. You feel as though you've completed another adult coloring book. Life makes sense again. <laughs> cloaca, cloaca, cloaca. <laughs> I don't know why uh, why there was a question, Jack. That's basically the standard length for prompts on this show. <laughs> you know, I liked it. I, I didn't think it was long enough. I let noticed. Been a little longer. I mean, there's there's several short story uh, contests that we can edit that or, that we can submit that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, the other ones are not as long. <laughs> I, I mean, I would enjoy seeing the challenge met. Uh, <laughs> Jack Brown, um, so long ago, CCC. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Thank you, Jack. Um, <laughs> uh, La choked on her cookie uh, with uh, running into the woods. That's later. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, that's segment one. Uh, call call the babysitter. We're going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all that long. <laughs> It'll be fine. No, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, segment two. Bulletin board. We're gonna give this one another try. This is uh, we tried this one a couple months ago, or I don't know. You know what? Why preface it? Bulletin board. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I forgot to read these again. We're gonna be fine. Uh, <laughs> Want to let someone know about something without having to stand around all day and tell them all about it one at a time? Bulletin boards. You can put lots of important information on one. They're essential to everyday life. Bulletin boards. 
They were here before we arrived, and they'll be here long after we're gone. Bulletin boards! Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking earlier of my own nightmares, please, each of you give me three things that you might find on a bulletin board hung in the break room <laughs> of your nightmares. It's a long walk for this. I will repeat it. <laughs> bulletin board, break room. You get the, the image. Um... One at a time, we'll go through and you give me your three things that you would find on the bulletin board in the break room of your nightmares. Corey, your first bulletin board piece. Potluck this Friday. All staff welcome unless your teeth fell out for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Did Christiana write a fourth one since Corey got to the teeth falling out first? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Christiana, your first bulletin board nightmare post. Well, I'm going to edit it live right now and say, (laughs) Lost. All my teeth. Last seen at Company Potluck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, (laughs) You did it. Uh, (laughs) Jack Brown. Your first okay, item so, on oh easy man oh hey. uh, first item on the bulletin board of your of the break room of your nightmares a piece of paper on the bulletin board with those tearaway strips at the mm-hmm. bottom you know you like pull a little thing but there's only one strip left and it has my name on it and the sign says free fiddle lessons with the goddamn <laughs> devil and if he does a good class then you're fucked soul wise <laughs> yeah. You would be fucked soul-wise. Fucked soul-wise. <laughs> Is that like sideways? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Corey, your second nightmare break room bulletin board item. Flying lessons that turn into falling to your death lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. Everybody gets the concept. You guys get it? We're doing it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christiana. Item two on the break room bulletin board of your nightmares. House swap available. Cat and zombie friendly. Couches on the ceiling. Please note only applesauce available in shower. (laughs) 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 Jack, your third bulletin board item for Nightmare Town. Lost. Bob Odenkirk. With a grainy black and white photo of Bob Odenkirk. And below the image it says, Beloved sketch comedian actor, national treasure. Responds to Bob, Jimmy, and Saul. Reward is $235. If found, please call 8675309. And I'm like, oh, great. First of all, the reward money's way too low. And secondly, I know that's a fake number from a song. <laughs> oh, no. How are you ever going to return that, Bob, when you find him? <laughs> Corey. Your yes. third and final Nightmare Break Room bulletin board item. Lost. One penis. Think my dad might have stolen? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what, too real? No, I mean, now, now, now I know what's taken me to dreamland. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> Uh, Christiana, your third bulletin board item. In search of clean toilets. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Does nobody else have that bad dream besides me? Where you're like, I gotta go, but it's like the toilet from Train Spotting. The cleanliness has never been a factor for me, but it, it has been looking for a working toilet. Mm-hmm. That's been a nightmare. Yeah. Because girls have to sit down. More. There is that, yeah. Oh, I, I also sit down. Oh, okay. Filthy. I <laughs> am disgusting. <laughs> We're working. You, beat, you beat Hemingway by a couple words. That was like the, that was great. <laughs> we're working through a lot of things here tonight. I'm trying to facilitate. Uh, I'm glad we're getting through this. Uh, <laughs> Jack Brown, your third bulletin board item on the in on the bulletin board in the break room of of your nightmares. Okay, it's a sign up sheet with a piece of string hanging from it, and it's clear that there should be a pen on the string, but someone took the pen in clear violation of communal bulletin board ethics. And the sign up sheet says. Dogbert from Dilbert is real, and he hacked Mount Gox, the largest Bitcoin repository in the world. He's using the stolen funds to be bad. The cops won't do anything about it because they're too chicken. So we need 500 people to sign up and to stop him. And only like 14 people have signed up, and they're all people that I don't want to work with, like my old defensive line coach from high school and Ted Cruz. And I have to decide between dealing with their specific brand of bullshit or letting Dogbert, who is real, be bad. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> A bulletin board in our nightmares. Uh, <clears throat> thank you guys. There, see? A little a little little short burst palate cleanser. Now we're hitting the campaign trail with segment three. It's getting to hella be almost November, y'all. That's like the main vote vote time. Seriously, vote. Seriously. Uh, the point is the campaign trail is hot, heavy, and in some places, highly contagious. And uh, you've caught campaign fever for, <laughs> for the segment called Campaign Trail. You're a person or thing. What wants to govern a something else? Pretty straightforward. So how about you give us campaign speech from the following? Uh, I do remember liking all of these. It's weird. Now I've got the, the distance... <laughs> Like the two-day separation from when I wrote these and sent them out to when I'm seeing them again. It always brings me joy reading uh, all these again. Uh, <laughs> I get to remind we myself. We get it. You're your fan. I know. Somebody <laughs> has to be. Uh, <laughs> Corey. Yes. Uh, give us your campaign speech. You. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're an all-terrain tackle grassmaster jig running for a seat on the Bait Shops Council. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. I'm pretty much the best friggin' option you guys got for the job. Unlike my opponent here, Mr. Worm on a Hook, I'm not limited to clear waters for fear of getting snagged on some sticky bramble. Let me tell you, they don't call me all-terrain just for the fun of it. With my pointed head and low-angle weed guard, I can punch through some super heavy grass mats. Now, we all know my opponent likes to talk a big game about his hook. Well, let's talk about my hook for a minute, can we? I just so happen to be built on a super sharp, double strong, Moostad Ultra Point hook. So you bet your ass I'm going to horse that hog out of just about any heavy cover. Also, not for nothing, but I got an official endorsement from FLW Pro Scott Martin. I have it on good authority that Scott says I'm his favorite jig to use on his own waters of Lake Okeechobee. Other than that, I feel my reputation speaks for itself, and I look forward to landing the big one this coming November. Thank you all for your time, and God bless. Oh, <laughs> Corey Berenger, I had no idea that that, uh, that that Chicago accent was living in there. Uh, 
Nor did I, sir. I want him on Uncle Talk. I want that guy to talk in Uncle. Just a just a forty five minute dissertation on lures from Chicago Uncle. So good. Thank you, Corey, Corey Berenger. An all-terrain tackle grassmaster jig running for a seat on the Bait Shops Council. Christiana, <clears throat> let's hear your impassioned plea. You are a box of raisins running for mayor of an elementary school kid's sack lunch. My fellow lunch sack dwellers, I stand before you today ready to lead you into tomorrow's cafeteria melee. My opponents, the cheese and cracker set with the red stick and the Capri Sun pouch would have you believe that they are the most desirable elements and therefore that makes them ready to leave. But I say unto you, do you know who my parents were? They were two of the finest, roundest grapes ever to grace a sack lunch. And from them I descended, me, the humble box of raisins. I am the only green candidate. My cardboard box <laughs> is fully biodegradable. I am not coated in plastic. You have seen false claims that there is a waxy substance on the inside that will prevent me from being recycled. It is not true, I assure you. You may feel that raisins are the wrong choice because we are frequently traded away or left behind on the floor of the cafeteria only to be picked up and thrown away. But I say unto you, doesn't it make more sense to have a leader who survives the lunch break than one that gets eaten and discarded? You must vote for the only snack food never to be eaten. Vote raisins. <laughs> vote for my future and yours. <laughs> Christiana. Uh, very impassioned plea from a box of raisins running for mayor. It was, it was trying to be as boring as I imagined a box of raisins would sound. Yeah. There's no way he's got pizzazz when he's up there. He's a box of raisins. Yeah. It's really. And he's clearly a dude, too, no matter what that pretty sunbaked girl in the front. Like, a box of raisins is a, is a boy. Oh. All right. We're, we're learning all sorts of things tonight. Yeah. I don't know that I had uh, gendered a box of raisins in that way. Um, but I'm going to take your word for it. What way did you? Um, well, um, I don't know that I'd given it that much thought, but now... Raisins are whatever I need them to be. <laughs> At the time, they're <laughs> raisins are gender fluid. Uh, Get the bleeps ready, Jesse, when you talk about what you did with those raisins. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to be heavily censored this show. Um, all right, let's finish up the campaign trail. Jack Brown! Oh, man. You are a 70s muscle car running against a brand new all-electric crossover SUV for 2021 Motor Trend Car of the Year. <laughs> Screech! Wasn't that impressive what I just did? Now that's how you enter with style. I'd like to see my opponent execute that bit of driving. <laughs> I'm a classic 70s muscle car. I don't apologize for that. It's who I am and who I'll always be. Society might change their view of me. They might call me a relic of a bygone era. They might say I have no place in a sustainable world. But let me tell you what will never change. I'll still go zero to 60 faster than you can say Motor Trend Car of the Year. <laughs> Y'all know me. You know where I stand and what I drive for. The same can't be said of my opponent, the new kid on the block. He's a flip-flopper. Crossover SUV. 
Well, which is it? Are you a crossover or an SUV? Pick a lane and stay in it. I pick my lane, the fast lane. And in my lane, it's lead, follow, or get the H-E double hand turn signals out of the way. My opponent is all electric, which sounds nice until you find yourself 150 miles outside of Provo without a single electron to charge your precious battery. Oh, is that not how that works? Well, I don't know, and I don't care to know. What I do know is that my opponent is in the pocket of Big Charger. They want to put charging stations all over this great country of ours. But wait, you're asking yourself, wouldn't that displace plants? And I thought they cared about the environment. Make that make sense. My opponent's too young. They're not even a year old, and they want to run for this award. I've been whooshing my windshield wipers since they were in diapers. How would Mad Max have gone if the cars were electric? It wouldn't be as loud, that's for sure. And the plot wouldn't have made sense. To say, say nothing of Mad Max the Road Warrior or Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. This is what they are trying to take from you. And don't even get me started on Mad Max Fury Road. My opponent has automatic parking. With me, you're in charge all the time, for better or for worse. And isn't that what this country's all about? Rejecting safety for personal freedom? Plus, I can't even lift. I'm a muscle car. It's J.D. Power and Associates, not J.D. Adam and Steve. <laughs> My opponent can go in the carpool lane even if they don't have extra passengers. Yes, it's legal, but there's a difference between legality and morality. They're bad. I, on the other hand, am good, and I love God. Despite what you might have seen in negative ads against me, I was not the Dukes of Hazard car. Although I respect that car's ability to jump over a gorge, I have never been associated with the Confederate flag. The Confederacy were losers, and I'm a winner. They have Wi-Fi in their car so they can get emails and stuff. Uh, do I even have to say it, but their emails? The choice is clear. While they're getting emails about Benghazi, I've been Gonzi for a really long time because I drove away really fast. I proudly believe in the death penalty. If your car's one of those stickers that shows your whole family, but they're all Star Wars or some shit. No trial, just extrajudicial road justice. And here's something that's a bit of a tangent, but why shouldn't a car from the 70s win a car award in 2021? Why do always the newest models win? Are newest, newest always best? There was a time when Gogurt was the newest thing. Did it deserve an award? Obviously, the answer is yes, so that's a bad example, but you get my point. Even if I don't win, I think this system needs to be looked at. I'm worse on the environment, but who cares? Your grandkids are all anti-freeze Tifa anyways. You might not like me personally, but maybe I'm too old or brash or too good looking, but I'll appoint better conservative judges for the classic car shows. And those are lifetime appointments. I want to leave you all with this. My campaign is built on this principle. Law and order. Law and order and horsepower. Law and order and horsepower. Jack Brown. Classic 70s muscle car running for print. You got it. Uh, segment four. Battle wrapping it. We're bringing it back. Uh, rested a little bit. Don't call it a comeback. I mean, don't though, because they get very sensitive about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, segment four, battle rapid. You got beef and bitch. It's what's for dinner. The mic's hot. Lights are bright. It's your time to spit hot fire all over some chump ass buster. So, why not do that then? Please compose a battle rap verse or two or however many. Uh, for the following opponent, Corey Berenger, you are battle rapping. Oh, sort of a, a a relative of Gogurt. You're battle rapping frozen yogurt by the ounce. Okay. 
Listen up, Gert, you're about to get hurt. I came here to battle, didn't come here to flirt. If you think that I like you, you're sorely mistaken. So many frozen treats that I'd rather be making. There ain't no defending the way you keep trending. A flash in the pan, but I'm an ice cream man. Devoted to the cream since day one. And I'm always in the mood to have some. Because if you're smooth and sweet, then you can't be beat. But if you're tough and tart, you can eat my fart. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eat that ice cream fart. All right. <laughs> Corey Berenger uh, laying it down on frozen yogurt by the ounce. Christiana. Oh, shit. You're in there battling Christmas decorations on store shelves at the beginning of October. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> October is here, and I don't want to wait no more, but I walk in the door of my favorite store, and I look over there, and I'm like, what is that? It's decorations, decorations. That is not where it's at. Decorations on the shelf, not meeting my expectations. I'm not getting any holiday excitations. I don't need your early holiday flirtations, and I definitely don't need your hollyberry adulations. Oh, oh shit. So many flirtations in these battles. <laughs> it's a flirtatious battle rap. Christiana taking it to Christmas decorations on store shelves at the beginning of October. Oh, Jack. Here it is. Here it comes. Jack Brown is battling contentment. <laughs> First of all, I'm, whoa. I gave you all the truth. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let me say this. Sorry about the rapping I'm going to do. And kudos to all the rappers out there. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs, if you're watching this, kudos, sir. <laughs> well, my name's Rappin' Jack, and I'm here to say I'm going to end Contentment's career today. Why the hell would anyone be happy? The thought itself makes me get slappy. We're in a pandemic. We're in a goddamn pandemic. So what the fuck is there to even be happy about? I gotta wear a mask just to buy some trout. I can't play bocce ball with my bros. The end in sight, it ain't even close. And I didn't even mention the political climate or the actual climate. Both are pretty bad. So fuck you and fuck your dad. I hate everything that contentment stands for. Your very existence, that I abhor. Contentment sucks. Contentment sucks. There's nothing to be happy about, you dumb fucks. You can't spell contentment without content. How much shitty content can they invent? Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, ESPN Plus, Sony Crackle, Voodoo, Fubo, Peacock, CBS Alt Access, Pluto. There's also one of my faves, Canopy. Don't forget the best of the best, Quibi. <laughs> original content like YouTube for me. No one watches the videos I make for free. Not asking for much, just click the button. But the haters would rather bust me like mutton. I feel no support from the community. Hating is a disease. I need immunity. <laughs> Battle wrapping it up. Sent contentment home. Head hung low. All right. Segment five. We are coming into the final segment. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us. Been so much fun. We got three more prompts uh, in this. Three more pieces in the final. You, you get it. Uh, segment five. Department of Tourism. Uh, if I were to tell you that someday we'd be able to go outside and visit things again, would you believe me? Or just get kind of sad? 
It's true either way. People will get to travel again, fairly unrestricted, and places need people to tell other people why they should go to them. That job now falls to you as the new tourism director of the following places. Make us want to come visit or live in these pe- in these specific places. Uh, Corey Berenger, <clears throat> make the listening audience want to visit a little place called you wouldn't believe it, Tropolis. Oh, man. I got to tell you about this amazing <laughs> park I went to over the weekend. It's pretty much the best in the whole gosh damn universe. For one thing, this place has the most slides I have ever seen. You wouldn't believe how many slides. Ask me how many. Five. Yeah, like one more than four. Okay, so I, I guess you would believe it, Mr. That's Not A Lot Of Slides. I guess some of us grew up in less fortunate circumstances, and slides weren't exactly abundant. Whatever. That's just the first thing I noticed anyway. uh, What really grabbed me was this state-of-the-art intercom system thing that they have there. So you can talk into this speaker box at one end of the Play Palace, Mm -hmm. and then a kid all the way down at the other end can hear it and even talk back. And you wouldn't believe this, but it's not plugged into anything or nothing. You, you look like you are believing it with very little effort, and I really don't get why. Uh, but you for sure wouldn't believe what their tire swing situation is like. You know how most people have, have like a typical car or truck tire in their park, right? But this place, you want to guess what they use? Go ahead, guess. Okay, you guessed a monster truck tire, and that is correct. However, I can't help but think you're purposely underselling how surprised you are. And frankly, I find that very mean-spirited. Am I perhaps a little prone to hyperbole? Yes. Are you being a royal prick about it? Also, yes. That being said, I think we'd have a great time there together, and let's please go next weekend. <laughs> Corey Berenger, trying to get you to go on just a little weekend trip to You Wouldn't Believe Atropolis. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for joining us. Where uh, where can everybody get their fill of that sweet, sweet Corey broth? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on the various platforms at Hunky Corey. Um, and then, I, as you mentioned, I, I got the weekly show through the Stab Network uh, with uh, 6 o'clock Dad Rock Talk every Thursday at 6. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, at, at Hunky Corey on Instagram and Twitter. Cool, cool. Well, thank you, Corey. Always great to have you. Thank you for having me. Christiana, last name redacted. Let's get you... <laughs> Let's get you to convincing people that they need to get out right away and visit the All Right Lakes. So, um, I mean, welcome to the All Right Lakes Resorts. Um, I'll uh, go ahead and check you into your campground now. Um, it's uh, slot 32 over there on the north side of the lake. Um, you know the uh, oh no, you won't. You don't. You don't need any of that. Don't don't worry about that. You'll be able to set up everything that you need. You're the only people booked this week, but it's okay. I mean, it's totally still good. The weather's fine. It's fine enough. It's a little bit cool. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just above the tree line, so there's no shade anywhere. So you definitely can work on on your tan if you want to. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, it, at least you're not at a hotel, right? I mean, the pool's closed there at, like, 10 o'clock, but you could go anytime down to the lakefront. It's, um, uh, 
No, it, it's a, it's an entirely rocky beach, actually. Yeah, there's no sand. You probably won't want to lay out like by. It hurts because it's the it's lumpy. I don't know, but I mean, I have to say, our water is like perfectly tepid. It's visible to a depth of six to eight inches at least. Um, if you uh, you know lose your sunglasses in there, you can just pop on over to our our adequately provisioned gift shop. Um, oh, do we? Uh, no, no, we don't. We don't have any postcards. Um, oh, you like to collect Christmas ornaments? Every, no, we don't. We don't have those it's spoons. We don't have this. We have thimbles. We have those thimbles with the lake name on it. Um, no, that's about it. Candy. We wanted to get some candy for the kids. I think we have like an old box of Abba Zabba's that's still there, but you know the they're servicing the fridge, so there's really no cold drinks either. Um, but you know, I saw that you have the you have that little car hitched to the back of your uh, motorhome, so you can just take that into town. We have two Applebee's to choose from, um, and they, oh, they just closed that Rubio's Fish Tacos. Yeah, so two Applebee's. So I mean, yeah, it's great. I think it's a good. Yeah, it's all right. Have a good time. <laughs> Christiana, sort of, kind of making you want to come to the All Right Lakes. Uh, two Applebee's. They've got two. <laughs> that I mean, stood out to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, doesn't matter. Like, over here, if you got, like, two Denny's across the street from each other, they'll be completely different. <laughs> <laughs> the cooks are so much... It's, it's all in the... Uh, <laughs> Christiana, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, uh, would you like to direct people? Anywhere that they Would might I like to find direct things? people. Yeah, I've always wanted to direct. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think people will just catch me here when I manage the surface for air again. Um, <laughs> if you like quilts, you can follow me on Instagram at Eastack Quilts. But I, it's not, it's not funny unless you make it funny. <laughs> it doesn't have <laughs> um, to be funny. It if can you be. Want to laugh at that with, I don't, well, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, there's. Uh, just pictures there. It's not great. I don't have a lot of followers. <laughs> I don't have two Applebee's in my feet. Um, but no, they can catch me here. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super happy to have you. And yeah, people nothing can... nothing else to promote. That's all right. <laughs> ESAC Quilts. People can... You'll, I, I, I'm going to guarantee you at least one new follower out of this. That's the stab guarantee. The stab <laughs> bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the stab sort of nudge. <clears throat> I'm gonna watch. All right. Oh, <laughs> shit! Now that's pressure. Um, <laughs> Jack. Uh, before we get you out there, uh, pushing your place. Uh, where can folk enjoy uh, some uh, heaping helpings of Jack Brown when not on the stab program? Yeah, you can find me on all the socials at Hunky Corey. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'm at Jesse Jones. <laughs> I don't even have that. Uh, okay, very funny. <laughs> I think I'm at Jackson J. Brown. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Just the, you'll you'll find me or you won't. It's a very common name, so um, please try your best. There it is. Or no, that's Two. one person followed. Oh, there it is. Nice. Two. <laughs> you got it's going to be three once I log out oh, here. You are getting that stab nudge. All right. <laughs> nudge, nudge, nudge. Well, I would love the nudge too. Is there an Give easy, me a nudge. Uh, is there an easy way to direct people to the uh, the YouTube channel? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, it's it's in all my uh, links and bios or whatever. So if you find me on Twitter, Facebook, or uh, Instagram, or on YouTube, it's all 
all roads lead to these videos. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> sound really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. Check out and follow Jack. Uh, it's always it's worth it. it. It brightens people's days. The 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 Jack Brown video drops. Um, people enjoy them. Um, so thank you, Jack. Let's wrap up this episode, this segment, this portion of our lives uh, with your tourism uh, guide and invitation to Chain Walletsburg. Do your chain hang low? Do it wobble to the flow? <laughs> Do it connect to your wallet? If you lived in Chain Walletsburg, you'd know the answers to those questions. And the answers would be maybe, maybe, and yes. <laughs> Come live here in Chain Walletsburg. <laughs> Having a wallet chain is a defining characteristic of your personal style. Except no bikers, emo kids only. If you're a biker, go to Bikersville. Or maybe just go to hell. Don't come here. Our modes of transportation have four wheels. And if you come in here with two wheels, well, then it's going to be a three-hit fight. Me hitting you, you hitting the ground, and then your wallet chain hitting the ground too. <laughs> Math class dismissed. Where was I? Oh, yes. Chain Walletsburg is a utopian community. Folks with chain wallets are no longer outcasts. Do you ever feel just a touch at a time with the way things are going in the modern world? Do you nostalgically yearn for the days of listening to Dance Gavin Dance in the back of your friend's older brother's Kia as he takes you and your friend home from 4-H Club? Well, you're in luck because around here it's always 2005, and my experiences are universal. Your clothes are in style. Emo is a go-go. Our drinking fountains dispense Mountain Dew. We're optimistic about J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Our mayor is elected via American Idol. The TV show Dexter is back, something that could never happen in the modern world. Our town cares about the working people, which is why we have UBHT, Universal Basic Hot Topic. We tried Universal Basic Income, but everyone spent the money at Hot Topic, so we cut out the middleman. You get two graphic tees a week. And you don't have to worry about the and not having to worry about that financial burden as allowed for our citizens to live their proverbial best lives. I've got gauges the size of manhole covers, and my wife's hair is so flat it makes the plains of Nebraska look like the rocky ridges of the Rockies, and that rocks. To be clear, the wallet chain is purely a stylistic choice and not one necessitated by the criminal activities of pickpockets. The only crime in this town is not living here. Chain Walletsburg, it's not off the chain, baby, it's on it. Oh. I almost forgot our best selling point. Chain Walletsburg is the only place you can trust the wallet inspector. Huh? What's the wallet inspector? It's like a trick thing people do where they, it might be easier for me to show you. Pretend like you're the wallet inspector. I know, I know you don't know what it is. Just ask to inspect my wallet. Ask it. Oh, why, here you go, Mr. Inspector. Here's my wallet. And at this point, the inspector, you, would run off with a wallet, basically stealing it. No, don't try and run. It won't work on me because I have a wallet chain. Stop it. Stop pulling even harder. The whole point is that it doesn't work. Stop running so fast that your legs are going in circles and you're making a dust cloud like a cartoon. God damn it, stop it, you turd. Maybe this town isn't for you. What are you, a biker? Go to Bikersville or maybe go to hell. Ow, put me down. Whoa. <laughs> Jack Brown, Chain Walletsburg. There it is. And that is the Stab Show. Pink, slippery, and screaming in confusion. Thank you one more time for tonight's to tonight's panel. Corey Berenger, Christiana, Jack Brown. They done did it. Done did it for you. One mo again. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Stab, 
Be sure to dip into the archives of our, our other 236 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podknife, you know, the biggies. There's bound to be one or two other hundred episodes you'll enjoy. And if you want to watch Stab Live, just check into Stab Comedy Theater TV every Thursday night at 8, and we'll be here, tan, dry, and screaming in confusion. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Stab, and until next time, I'll be Jesse Jones, and you'll be far too kind. Thanks, everybody. Good night.